Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushville. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of June 12, 2022. Registration is open for the 2022 ACB Conference and Convention. When you register for the convention, you will receive links and call-in information that will let you participate from your phone or computer in most of the convention events. Door prizes are drawn each day at general session, and everyone who registers is eligible to win. Special interest groups are also having door prize drawings in many cases, and you can register for them as well and be in on even more door prize drawings. The summer auction is on Saturday, June 18, and then the proceedings officially begin on Wednesday evening, June 22, followed by three days of meetings, information and technology, and social events on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, June 23, 24, and 25, all virtual on Zoom and ACB Media. Then there's a week of hybrid activities in Omaha and on Zoom and ACB Media from July 1 to July 8, followed by three evenings of virtual business sessions on July 11, 12, and 13. Browse the many events that will be happening both on Zoom and in person in Omaha, Nebraska by visiting acbconvention.org. Follow the registration link from that page to pre-register. Remember that after the convention, KCB will reimburse the $35 pre-registration fee for any of our members who wish to attend virtually. You may pre-register until Monday, June 20. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind, KCB's Bowling Green Chapter, holds its social hour Zoom call each Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Some weeks, there's a speaker. Other weeks, there's good conversation, making friends, and sharing tips and ideas. To join the calls, phone 669-900-6833 and use the Zoom code 763-689-4411. To find out more about SCKCB, contact Richard Lindsay, President, at 270-781-1985 or Teresa Eskew, Vice President at 270-776-6971. The Kentucky Talking Book Library will hold its next book club on Tuesday, June 21 at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Call them at 800-372-2968 for information about this month's book selection and to obtain the dial-in number for the call. The KCB Zoom line is busy as usual. The following virtual events take place on the KCB Zoom line at 669-900-6833. Enter the code 862-9889-6972. The Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired will hold its June meeting on Tuesday, June 14, from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. They will be talking about changes in the fixed route bus service in Owensboro and 
I, Carla Rushevel, will talk about ACB families and the upcoming convention. The in-person meeting will take place at Wesleyan Heights Methodist Church, 1215 Sherm Road in Owensboro, and the meeting will also be virtual on the Zoom line. For more information about Savvy, call Cheryl Lott, President at 270-686-8689. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold its next virtual support group on Wednesday, June 15 at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. Support groups are open to all, and they are a great place to ask how-to questions related to living with little or no vision. The next book club and business meeting for the Tri-State Library users will be on Friday, June 17 at 7.30 p.m. For more information about the book selection for this month, text or call Natalie Couch, Tri-State President at 217-369-5139 or email her at braillereader at gmail.com. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites you to play bingo at our next roundabout on Saturday, June 18. It's both in-person and virtual. Doors open for the in-person event at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville at 1 p.m. Call in advance to request individual help with technology, braille, and other activities from 1 to 2. Bingo will be both in-person and on Zoom from 2 to 4. And then there will be dinner at 4 p.m. at UCHM. We hope to have a bargain table after dinner. Arrange return rides from UCHM by 6 p.m. Dinner is $6 per person. Please call ahead to let us know that you'll be having dinner with us so we can have enough food on hand for everyone. The number is 502-895-4598. The Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its June board meeting on Monday, June 20, at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. Board meetings are open and guests are always welcome. GLCB roundabouts will not meet on Saturday, June 25, and Saturday, July 2. June 25 will be packed with convention activities on ACB Zoom lines and ACB media. And July 2 is filled with hybrid events from Omaha as well as on the Zoom lines and ACB media. TV programs, movies, streamed shows, and live performances at theaters often feature audio description. When a program is audio described, a narrator speaks brief bits of information that explain visual details that can make the program much more meaningful to a person who is blind or visually impaired. At this past week's roundabout, we had a presentation on audio description and how to use it. Kim Charlson, ACB's immediate past president from Watertown, Massachusetts, and chair of ACB's many-faceted audio description project, was joined by Brian Charlson and Nona Haroyan, also from Massachusetts, and Judy Dixon from Virginia. Judy is the author of a book available from National Braille Press that includes step-by-step instructions on how to access audio description in many different ways. Listen on page 2 to this discussion of how you can access audio description with TV, cable, and streaming services such as Netflix. Thanks to Adam Rushevel for editing the original 
two-hour roundabout for sound prints. For more information about the Kentucky Council of the Blind and to request a free subscription to sound prints that can play on a standard music CD player, call us at 502-895-4598. Page two. Then we will get into our program. And uh, I, again, want to thank Kim and Brian Charleston and Nona Haroyan and uh, Judy Dixon for coming uh, to Roundabout State to talk to us about audio description and uh, tell us how to make it work. I do want folks on the call who don't know you all to, uh, I kind of assume everybody knows everyone, and that's not always true, to know that Kim and Brian are from Watertown, Massachusetts. Nona Haroyan is also from Massachusetts. And Judy Dixon, you're in Virginia. And be sure and listen for information on Judy's book about this topic. Uh, I think you'll find it to be very, very helpful to you. All right, Kim, the time is yours. Thank you, Carla, and hello to all my friends in Kentucky. It's always a nice opportunity to drop in and share with all of you about um, issues that I am particularly interested in. So um, today, fortunately, we get to talk about audio description, and that has been something that I've been really interested in personally, as well as from an advocacy perspective for the American Council of the Blind for many years. During my time as president of ACB, I certainly worked a lot on um, audio description issues. Since um, Dan Spoon became president in 2019, he asked me to serve as co-chair of the ACB Audio Description Project with Carl Richardson, who is also from Massachusetts. We are you know, very active on all of the various initiatives that are part of the Audio Description Project. It's bigger than just a committee. It's actually six working groups, and we have four staff people, I guess technically you could say, um, JoLynn Bailey-Page um, works for ACB, and part of her job duties are as the audio description coordinator. We also have Joel Snyder, who is the founder and senior consultant for the Audio Description Project. He works a lot on education and training, advocacy, and um, research and development in the area of audio description. We have Fred Brack who is our webmaster for the Audio Description Project website, which I'll mention again in a few minutes. And we have Timothy Wynn, who is a contract person who provides the schedule, the weekly program schedule of all of the shows on the various networks that are required to provide audio description. So those are the, the staff or contractors. And then Carl and I manage six committees, which are the um, ADP Media Committee, where we deal with all kinds of um, issues around the studios, the production of audio description, promotion of audio description, streaming services, cable providers, networks, all that kind of stuff that deals with the actual media side. We have a performing arts subcommittee 
and their work is about performing arts, which would be live theater description primarily, museums, and also parks, um, audio description for those venues, or other kinds of live venues, parades, um, all kinds of different things. We have a Section 508 audio description subcommittee, and they work on with government primarily to get audio described video content that's on their websites to include audio description versions of the videos for places like the the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, or the National Institute of Health are two really good agencies to use as examples. We also have an ADP conference committee, and I'll mention that in just a second, a little more detail. We have the Beatty Benefits of Audio Description in Education, and that is a project that promotes the writing of reviews of audio described programs by kids of all different ages to get them more familiar with audio description and to talk about it. They write reviews and there's a contest and they get prizes and their teachers get a prize and their school gets a prize. So pretty exciting. We have also have the steering committee for that kind of oversees everything that Carl and I chair, which I mentioned. Well, there's a lot of work going on in the whole area of audio descriptions. Now, I just want to say a couple words about audio description. Again, knowing most of you are pretty familiar with it, but just in case someone isn't, audio description is an added track of narration that tells you what is happening visually on the screen, since you can't see the screen as a blind person. So um, it's available for the major television networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox, uh, and the top five cable providers, which are HGTV, Discovery, um, TLC, Hallmark, and I'm forgetting one. I always forget one. Um, there's five top cable providers. Um, USA Today. USA. Thank you. USA. Okay. Thank <laughs> you very much. And that's the one I probably watch the most because they specialize in lots of reruns of shows I like, like, you know, Chicago Med and Chicago PD and Chicago, all those different ones. Fire. Uh, <laughs> so they have a lot of um, rerun content that, that has description. So they have a lot of hours of audio described content, plus movies and other things. So, um, so there's a lot out there. What I want to say to all of you today is getting a handle on audio description is not necessarily an easy task because some of the things we're going to tell you today will work for a specific person in a specific place with a specific cable provider at a specific time. But they might not work for everybody else. It's a, it's, it's a little bit of um, a trial and error. If you try it once and it doesn't work, I strongly say don't give up because sometimes it doesn't work the first time and you need to get a little more help, but that's what the Audio Description Project can do is support you and connect you with people that can help get you up and running with your audio description. Every TV is a little different. 
Um, so all those factors have to be worked into kind of negotiating the, the landscape of audio description. But my strongest message is don't be discouraged. It is so worth it because once you get things up and running, you will have access to so much more content and you will actually understand the content because they're telling you what is happening on the screen. Um, I don't watch anything on television anymore that is not audio described because I am definitely an audio description snob and that's what I'm going to be. And I'm proud to be one. And, you know, I want my description when I want it. So I'm hoping that all of you will be joining my club, the audio description snob club where we're open for members all the time. Um, and it's, it's well worth the, the effort and, and perhaps the, the, the initial struggle to, to get it up and running. But um, I know there's a lot of people out there who want to be connected. And, you know, I wish it was a little easier. But once you get there, it'll be so worth it. So before I turn this over to Judy, I wanted to just mention again the Audio Description Project website. Because it is a tremendous resource for everything about audio description. And that web address is ADP for Audio Description Project. So it's adp.acb.org. That is the address that will take you right to the Audio Description Project webpage. There's a, a title listing on that webpage where if you wanted to know if a certain movie had audio description, you could just type that name into the search box on the page under title, and it will bring up information for you on what, what services might have that movie. So it could be Netflix. It could be Amazon Prime. Um, there's a lot going on in the whole area around streaming services. We're probably just going to touch briefly on them today, but um, there is a lot happening in the world of audio description, and the audio description website is really the place to go to find out about it. There's also a discussion list um, that you can sign up for on the main page. I think it's at the bottom of the page where you can find the, the information to sign up for the discussion list, the audio description project discussion list. And that is a two-way conversation list. And it has a lot of good information on it about things coming up. For example, tomorrow night, the Tony Awards are going to be audio described. I think they're on CBS. But um, so that's a, a live event that's being audio described by the, the television broadcaster. So that's, that's kind of exciting to see more of that happening as well. Let me tell you a little bit also about the convention. Um, Carla's mentioned the convention. There's a lot going on, including some special sessions on audio description. The two that I'm really excited about are um, during the virtual part of the convention, June 23rd and June 25th. The first one is a session called Nothing About Us Without Us, and it's a panel of six blind professionals who are working in the field of audio description in different ways, either as voice talent, um, script writers, script, script producers, editors, outreach people, 
all kinds of different roles, and it's talking about, uh, they're going to be talking about the role of people who are blind in production of audio description, which I think is pretty cool. The June 25th session is called um, Self-Description, Pros and Cons, and this is something that's a little controversial among the blind community. Um, you may have gone to some conferences where the people, you know, will will say, I, I'm a white male with gray hair and a mustache in my mid-50s. Some people think self-description is terrific. They like it. Some people think it's too much. It kind of interferes with the flow of a meeting or an event. So we have six people who are going to talk about two on the side of pro. They like it a lot. Two people who don't like self-description at all. And then two academic professors or doctors in research with audio description, Dr. Hannah Thompson. She's from London. And Dr. Joel Snyder from the ACB Audio Description Project. Both have written on the subject of self-description, and they will be kind of the academic research side of it, um, which I think will be really interesting. There'll be a session um, in partnership with the National Park Service um, during the live portion of the convention and a session on Wednesday of convention week that's meet the 2022 audio description award winners and learn why they were selected as the award winners. The actual presentation of those awards will happen on Monday, July 4th, during the um, general session of the convention. So that's just a quick preview, and I will send the audio description schedule to Carla after today so she can send it out to all of you with the times and the names of anything during convention that has to do with audio description. So you can put that on your calendars. So again, um, just to open, um, to turn this over to um, Brian will be the moderator for the rest of today's session. Um, he's helping, helping me out as he often does because I recently had knee replacement surgery, so I can't sit up with my leg down for too, too long. I have to get it propped back up and that's a little awkward to do Zoom. So um, away from the microphone. So he's going to take over the moderating for the session today. But I want to really thank Judy Dixon for coming on board. Um, she's written many books. I'm sure you're all familiar with some of her previous writings, but she's written a real definitive book on audio description. And we thought it was a very good place to start because that's basically what the book is all about, how to get started, what you need to do. Um, I also want to thank Nona Heroyan for stepping in. She's the go-to person I always think of when there's a spectrum charter issue that comes up because she's been using um, charter spectrum for a long time as her cable provider for audio description. We're probably going to hear a little bit from Natalie Couch about how do you get um, audio description if you don't have a cable provider or you don't want to get one or as some people call cutting the cord if you do have it, but you don't want it. And then Brian's also going to talk about audio description and Netflix specifically as a streaming service um, using an app on your smartphone to do that. So that's kind of what we have lined up and there will be time for questions. 
Um, so I hope you find this session informative, and I am going to turn it over to Judy now to um, introduce herself and her book and just kind of walk through the book and how you can get it as a resource that you should have on hand. So thank you, everybody, and I hope you find this session helpful. Thanks, Kim. Um, this is Judy Dixon, and with a, I just came home from Seeing Eye on Thursday, and so all of us have things that are completely disrupting our lives, I think, and I came home with a terrible cold. So <laughs> apart from having to keep a dog on leash with me for two weeks, which is already driving me nuts, and it's been two days, but I also have a cold. So I apologize for all those things. And I'm going to tell you about this book. The title of the book is Audio Description, What It Is, Where to Find It, and How to Use It. And it was published by National Braille Press in 2021. It is still probably 97% accurate. It does not cover Peacock, which is one of the certain newer services. And it wasn't out yet when I did this book. But other than that, it's pretty accurate. The book is a one volume available in hard copy Braille, uh, electronic BRF, Daisy Text, and Word from National Braille Press for $12. It is a pretty comprehensive book. I'm going to tell you about the table of contents. There's a foreword by Deborah Kendrick essentially just talking about how great audio description is and the role it's played in her life. An introduction telling you about the book. And then chapter one is background on audio description, um, a history of it, um, the legal requirements and for audio description, mostly federal, uh, for broadcast and cable channels, and first-run movies. And chapter two talks about audio description on broadcast and non-broadcast television. And it talks about antenna-connected television. You can, you don't have to have cable to get audio description. You can get audio description. Even we have a television that's connected with an antenna because we cut the cord some years ago, and uh, it works fine. And cable-connected television. And, and I didn't have these cable services, so that this particular part of the book is a bit thin because I had to talk to friends who had it and get information. But um, Comcast Xfinity was very helpful. They, they gave me a lot of information. So it's, I talk about Comcast, about Charter Communications, Spectrum TV, and Verizon Files. And then other ways to access live and cable television um, I really, I use an app called Channels, and I use it on my iPhone. You can use it on an iPhone, an iPad, an Apple TV, or an Android device. And it's an amazing app because you can get all the live, live TV in your area on this app, and they have audio description in the Channels app. You can turn it on for anything you want. And it has to have a box called a home run home run it's made by digital dust and um so it has to have this box but it's a one-time thing it's not a service you buy the box once box is 150 dollars, and that's it you don't pay for anything else after that so i just love this app and and you can also have um, you can record things with a computer with a with the app so it's really nice talk about youtube tv 
and Spectrum Access. Spectrum Access is an iPhone app that has audio-described movies, but it has, some of them are the whole thing, all of the dialogue and the audio description. Some of them are just the description. And, you're, and the app can listen so that if you're playing the movie, it can sync the audio description with the existing movie. So if there's movies, I tried it with uh, My Left Foot. This movie did not have audio description when it was on uh, iTunes. So I played it on iTunes, and then I let the app sync and listen to that. It was very cool. It worked. There's not that many movies now, though, that that talk that have audio description um, that don't have it, that, that aren't haven't been retro-fitted, retroacted, whatever. And then I have a note about PBS and what they have and what they don't do. So chapter three, chapter three is kind of the heart of this book. And I took all of the streaming services that were around then, uh, which was Apple TV+, Disney+, HBO Max, Hulu, Netflix, Paramount+, Prime Video. And I used every one of them with streaming devices. So I have, for example, iPhone and iPad. So in that chapter is enabling voiceover on an iPhone and iPad, Apple TV Plus on the iPhone and iPad, Disney Plus on HBO Max on the iPad. So I go through all the streaming services and all the devices. And the devices are iPhone and iPad, Android phone, an Apple TV, which you can play all these things on Apple TVs, Amazon Fire TV stick and a Fire TV, Chromecast with Google TV and a Roku Express. So I went through each one of these. How do you turn it on? How do you make it go? What do you do? You know, step-by-step instructions. Then chapter four is finding audio described content. Um, and it talks about the ACB audio description project and NFB Newsline. And an app for the iPhone called Fandango, which is a good way to find audio-described movies in your area. Chapter 5, audio description at movies, plays, museums, national parks, and live events. And so it goes through all those things and kind of gives examples of them and, and what that experience is like and where to get more information. Chapter 6 is other venues for audio description, education, YouTube, airlines, uh, describing current events, it's like the inauguration, things like that, another kind of current event. I forget what I had in mind there, but anyway. Chapter 7, the future of audio description, kind of tests and pilots that are being done right now, um, text-to-speech description, which is a very, very controversial subject in the area of audio description. And then the last section is resources, articles, books, podcasts, websites, um, loads and loads of resources where you can get more, more information about these devices, where you can get help, um, all that sort of stuff. So that's the book, and uh, I don't think I left too much out. All right, turn it back to Kim or Brian. Last thing maybe, Judy, is you could tell us how to go about getting the book. Ah. National Braille Press, www.nbp.org. 
Um, and it's um, on their website in hard copy Braille, downloadable Braille, Daisy Text, and Word. And it's $12. Fat, a fat single volume. I have a shelf of fat single volume Judy books. Um, I write two volume books once in a while. Oh, that's true. That's but true. Not, but not this one. Not this one. Can we take some questions? Go, go right ahead, Bill. Any questions? I would like to know, uh, well, it's a two-part, uh, when the cable channels, you know, like change, I know like every year some, sometimes they, they have different uh, cable channels that do audio description. I'd like to know, uh, one, when they change, and two, uh, will there be any new ones? I talk about that in this book, um, and it's every three years the FCC takes a look and decides which ones are the highest. So it's the it's the ones with the five highest highest ones. Nielsen ratings. Yeah, and there was a change this last year. And there is no obligation for the ones that drop off to continue to provide the service they were when they were the top five. Did they continue? Uh, they've they've. Some, some, but not as diligently, shall we say, as when they were required to do so. <laughs> Go ahead, Sue Ellen. I want to watch the FBI series of shows on CBS, but they aren't described. They're the only ones, I think, that aren't, so I don't watch them. They're described on Paramount, but not on the network. Two-part question. Um, I've recently subscribed to Disney+, Plus, and I know a lot of their stuff is described, but I'm lost, and I've tried to go in the app and try to find out where to turn on the audio description. haven't figured that out. And my second question would be, um, on iTunes, I know I've heard that there's a lot of their movies are described, and you can either buy or rent. So, like, if you rent a movie, where would you go to turn on the audio description? All of this depends, the answer to both of your questions depends on what device you're using. So what device are you trying to do this with? I have an, uh, an iPhone and an iPad. Okay, so let's... let's Probably let's, on most of them it would be my iPad. This will just take a second. Um, so we're going we're to go to the Chapter 3, which is all the devices and all the, all the services. And we're going to go to iPhone and iPad, and we're going to look up Disney Plus on the iPhone and iPad. So it is... Um, pages. I'm going to read it to you. And uh, be a good example of how to quickly find your device, your service, and then see if it helps you. At the very top of the Disney Plus app is a control called Featured Carousel. If you swipe up or down on this control, different featured titles appear. If you want one of these, double tap it to get more information. Below this control is a row of five buttons, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. These are the five studios whose content is in this app. Depending on which of these you select, the content below this row represents the studio's available titles. At the bottom of the screen is a row of four tabs, Home, Search, Offline, Downloads, and More Options. If you selected audio description for Disney Plus on another device, then it is already enabled. To turn it on, do the following. While the content is playing, 
Double tap on the screen to bring up the video controls. Two, flick right to the audio and subtitles menu button and double tap it. Three, the audio column is on the left and the subtitles column is on the right. Click through the available options until you find your desired language, followed by audio description, and double tap it. Four, double tap the close button, which is in the upper right corner of the screen. There, that's it. So, now you'll remember all that and you know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fact of the matter, Judy, and, and I think this is an important aspect of that, once you've done that, it should stay that way, correct? Yes. And not just stay that way on this device, but as long and as there's... Some, some services are sticky, and if you, well, the first time you do it on one device, it's on for all your devices, but some services are not, and I, and I mentioned that. And Disney Plus is one yes. that is? That's right. Yeah, Disney exactly. Plus and Netflix are. Does that answer your question, Sue Ellen? Well, who, no, no. It was Debbie. No, it was Debbie. <laughs> it was Debbie, yes. And then um, what about... Uh, do we know about iTunes? Oh, it, it, it's really not iTunes anymore. It's um, on your phone. It's a, a, an app called TV. And if you go to TV, um, you can find all the Apple. Um, it, it's in library in that TV app. And you can find all the um, movies and so forth that are available. You find one you want, you can buy it or rent it. And there's, it'll say purchase. Fourteen ninety five rent three ninety five, and the thing about renting one, when you you have thirty days to start listening. Once you start listening, you have forty eight hours to finish it. And is that sticky or not sticky? That is um, that is sticky. Yes. Yep. Okay, I'll have to look for that app because I went into iTunes and found the movie that I was looking for, but um, but not familiar with an app called TV. Oh, so. iTunes is a horrible app. iTunes, yeah. Stay away from it. <laughs> Already had Deb? Can I get Netflix movies on the PC with audio description? Yes, you can. Do that? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yep, just do, go to their website, and uh, through your browser, you'll have all the controls that will give you access to that. It's almost always in audio and languages. I mean, that's exactly. pretty much where, and wherever you can change the language or, or change something about the audio is where you'll find the place to turn on audio description. And Natalie, you've got the last question. Judy, I just reactivated my Disney Plus subscription because I, um, I let it lapse. So do I have to go in and um, return on audio description? I would certainly check. I suspect you do. But okay. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I think it's user account specific, and uh, it might have simply disabled when you came back in. Yeah, and I can't. I couldn't find it, so I'm going to go through Judy's steps again. Now let's turn over to my good friend Nona Haroyan, who uh, is a Spectrum Charter. Get these names crazy. Yeah. Spectrum Charter user, uh, and has a little bit of history in. No, no, I'd like it if you could please explain a bit of your history in using that service. Sure. Um, and I, you know, I constantly call them Charter, and even though they're Spectrum. But um, it was probably back in uh, 2016 that I kind of got involved uh, with the whole issue with audio description because a lot of people were contacting uh, me and saying, 
you know, are you having issues with audio description? Because so many programs were saying that they were audio described, but the feed was not coming through with Charter. So um, made some phone calls, made some connections. We got, um, we worked that through and um, ultimately the, the feed was, it, it literally was, a, you know, they just pushed a button somewhere with, with Spectrum and, and the feed started coming through. So audio description started happening for people. But again, the issue always was um, without a, an accessible box, how in the world are you supposed to be able to turn on audio description, the SAP feature or not? Um, so that has been, that was the, the, the really the challenge. And I think it was about 2018 that I was part of the beta testing program uh, when Spectrum knew that they had to make an accessible uh, cable box. And it started with um, a tablet that was awful, and some people experienced a laptop, which I heard was even worse. And then they realized that that was just, you know, un unusable for people, um, that they decided to give out Roku's to people, which um, was great because I learned about, you know, the whole aspect of streaming and, and what that whole area was. But there were still some issues with the Spectrum app on the Roku um, that caused issues with um, audio description. Sometimes there was some glitches. So ultimately it was kind of a, uh, they wanted to tide us over until they developed their box. And um, in 20, late 2018, early 2019, the box came out, which was called the Guide Narration Box. And it really was um, and is a very good uh, box. Um, it, you know, you have the ability to turn on audio description independently, um, and it, you, you're able to see what the, hear and, and learn about the guides. So you'll know, you know, what the program you're watching is about. And you, you know, you can see what program is, is coming up and, uh, be able to watch on demand programming and actually, you know, utilize the box the way everyone else was using the box for years when we were not able to really, you know, utilize or access all of the programming that Spectrum had. So that's kind of my, my background uh, with Spectrum. And then uh, just recently, um, and it was, it, I, I felt really bad about giving my box back, but um, we, my sister and I decided we were going to start cutting the cord a bit. So we, we, um, we're streaming Spectrum on the Roku um, and did something called uh, the choice package. So we have some um, limited amount of channels that are on um, Spectrum. And then um, I don't have a cable box, but uh, the app is completely accessible now with um, audio description, and it it's, works really, really well. And I also can, you know, watch Netflix and Amazon Prime and any other app that, you know, YouTube, you know, YouTube and um, all kinds of stuff. So uh, that's kind of my background with Spectrum. Uh, so I don't have the box anymore, but... Um, I know that it's a it's it's a great accessible um, cable box, and for people um, and you know I, I think I've answered that question, Brian. So I, I don't want to I don't know gotcha. what else. So yeah, what 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 I'd like to suggest that we yeah. do um, a couple of things that you mentioned that really matter, and that is if you really want to do. Get involved in audio description as a consumer. Uh, there's your first steps. Decide what service you want to interact with. And frequently, you don't have much of a choice. 
in your community, what choices did you have for a cable provider? Uh, this was our only choice. Exactly. <laughs> if you get big, into bigger urban areas, they frequently have two, maybe even three choices. Here in Watertown, we had two choices. Uh, and Spectrum was not one of them. Charter was not one of them. Right. Uh, we, had, we had Comcast and we had RCN here. So it's not like you can choose anything. You have to find out what your community has authorized to lay down the cables, et cetera, et cetera, for the service to be available. So that limits your choices. Once that's the case, then you've got to deal with what device am I going to use to access their service? Like you said, a, mm-hmm. a set-top box is probably yep. the most feature-rich way of doing it. And yep. then they have boxes that include a DVR, uh, so you can do digital recording of programs that you're missing. Um, and frequently, those boxes are more expensive in terms of the monthly rent for them. Um, and there are exceptions made, uh, again, because of the law and what uh, providers are required to do, that you may get the more expensive box, but for the price of the minimum box. That has been the case for us with uh, Comcast here in Watertown. The, so keeping that in mind, then there are these third-party products that aren't provided by your cable company, but that can give you a cable-like experience. Judy, you mentioned using uh, an antenna. Can you tell us just a moment about the antenna experience, what you've heard from people? I use an antenna. And which one do you use? Which antenna? Yeah, do you, do you use just a standard? Yeah, just a... Actually, we had one put on our roof because we got tired of the weather affecting it. There you um, go. So it's but just we a did, standard we did on have the roof antenna. one of these... What are they called? Wahoo? Wahoo? It's, who, it's a four-letter word that has H's and U's in it. Um, <laughs> Um, antenna that one of those thin 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 things you can put on the wall and paint over it and it's supposed to not be look like yep. it's not there um, so we used one of those for a while and it worked I mean it doesn't really matter but we actually got a one on our roof and it just connects with coax cable yep. like like yep. a standard antenna would yep. Yep. your television the television still have such connections on them and the network stations are required to continue um, the same now that it's done all digital, uh, the same process for you to be able to receive it uh, in that fashion, broadcast, if you will. And you can get audio description with that. So there are ways to cut the cord, and we'll talk about that again a little bit later. But because Nona moved from a set-top box to a Roku, she was able to reduce her costs without giving up accessibility. and. Uh, how difficult was it for you to set up the Roku? Well, um, that's that's the amazing part. When because we were part of the beta beta testing part of it, um, they Spectrum actually came and installed our Rokus. So we we were very we were very lucky. Um, but it looks to me because I have since you know disconnected the boxes myself, and you know obviously had to uh, reconfigure how everything is hooked up uh, because when you take off a box and um, it, it, it seems very, very, um, it, it's not difficult. Um, it does require some vision. Um, but, uh, you know, I think 
now, this is uh, probably a really important point for everyone who is a Spectrum customer, is that Spectrum has an accessibility line. I wouldn't even call the main phone number that you, you know, if you have billing issues or questions, I would go straight with accessibility because those customer service reps are going to be able to set up an appointment to have a, um, to have a service person come to your home because of you have, you're having a disability, um, and be able to set things up for you. Roku also has a whole bunch of stick type devices. I use the cheapest. I was trying to use things in all different price ranges. Mm-hmm. And the really lowest end device I used was the Roku Express, which I think was $24.95. And it, it's a simple little box that plugs into an HDMI port on a television. And you don't, you don't need vision. There's, there's a um, accessibility shortcut built into it. And I think it was four taps on some button that uh, turned on speech. Now, the only thing to, right, say, yeah. to say about the 2495 box is the speech is terrible. Yes. But you only, you only use its speech to, to you know, go through a list or interact. I mean, it, it's, I don't think it's even a major. I mean, I have an Apple, $179 Apple TV. Well, it has fabulous speech, and it does other things. But uh, uh, if all you wanted to do is access streaming services, a Roku device is a very good way to do it. And that's the one I have, Judy. I have the I have the Express. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really simple. It's great. Very good. Okay, so I was hoping that we might give a chance to do uh, some actual demo of using it. Hold one sure. second. Kim is tapping me on the shoulder and says she has the phone number that you're referring to at Spectrum. Yes. And what's that number? I have it. Two one four. Yep. Seven six two. One three zero one. Yep. Tim, Tim is laying with her leg up and her <laughs> note taker on her stomach, busily looking up everything by the good little library and what. <laughs> I was going to give out the number, but yeah, that's there you go. And, and they're and they're and they're really they're really um, they're very helpful. They're trying to be helpful. They've gotten better as um, as the years have gone by. Um, so it's good to know that you know they're trying. <laughs> And it's clear to everybody that uh, it's one thing not to have a cable box, but you still need the Internet connection. Absolutely. Now, that's where the data is coming through, through your yes. Internet. Yes. Okay. Are you prepared to do a quick little demo for us? I, I am. Yes, I am. Okay. So Nona's going to put her phone on speakerphone and mm-hmm. pick up her remote. And let's see how well this comes over. You tell me. So that was... That's I heard Roku. it say main menu. Yep, that's the Roku talking. So I'm going to now say I'm going to now arrow over to the Spectrum app. Home, Spectrum Duty button to 15 and launching Spectrum Duty. Now it's launching the app. Checking your subscri- checking your subscription, getting preparing your Spectrum experience. Don't you love that voice? <laughs> Mine's a male. Oh, really? Yeah. Just as bad, though. Yeah. And now, okay, so I have audio description on, so the audio feed that comes through is Spanish. So I'm going to get off this channel. Was a sporting event? 
It is. Yes, I thought so. That's what happens, you know, because we share audio description channel with Spanish. And yes. Spanish always trumps us, if you'll pardon the yes. expression. And yes. sporting events is the number one place where you see that happening. And I also want to tell you, too, uh, when I first uh, went into the Spectrum app and I was, like, hunting around, looking through all the settings, like, where is audio? There's, there was accessibility, but it took me forever to find it. And then I went into what I would assume it would be, which is audio track. Uh, all it said was English or Spanish. And then I realized, oh, I have to switch it to Spanish in order for audio description to come through. That's a so, really good point for broadcast television as well. Antenna, yeah. if you just have an antenna, it's it's Spanish. Yeah. And um, it is something that I have brought to Spectrum's attention, and they know that it is something that they need to redesign with their app because they want to actually have something that says SAP or audio description. Um, but that's something that they have to work on. <laughs> so, all right. So we are in. Now, for example, if I want to know um, TV program is on, uh, with, I'm using a, uh, the Roku remote control. So I'm just going to, like, hit the back button. And it has a main menu. And there's lots of options here. There's a live button. The one problem, which I don't know if other people have run into, but with, uh, you know, but when audio, when I'm using the guide, the program is still playing, which can interfere with you hearing properly audio, the, the audio guide. So you will hear the program, unfortunately, and, and, and the voice talking. It says live, my library. On demand. on demand. So let's go to on demand. Loading. And on now, demand. now it stops. Sorry, I want to find press left or right review options. Press down to review categories. I'm going to go press. It says press down to review categories. So I'm just using on the remote control is a little. I always call it the daisy. It's like a, a flower. It's like an up, down, and right, and the left arrow, and then the center is like the OK button. So I'm going to use the down button. For you, John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, ages 17 plus 89 percent, item 1 of 9, press left or right, or you press up or down for more categories, press OK for more details. Okay, and if I were to press OK, which is the center button, I would go into that, and it would tell me about the program. John Demand, John Wick, Chapter 3. Parabellum, after gunning down a member of the Vitatal, the shadowy international second guild, legendary hitman John Wick finds himself stripped of the organization, productive services, now stuck with a $14 million bounty on his head, which must fight his way through the streets of New York as he becomes the target of the world's most ruthless killers. Okay, for ages 17, plus brought in tomatoes, for 89%, <laughs> lost button one of the and right, reasons, press okay. So, uh, it's it's already, it, it says, you know, press OK. So it's already on the watch button. Um, so if I were to just hit OK, we would start watching the movie. We all have our, our priorities. And when I was about to switch, when I was about to cut the cord, there's a website called cordcutters.com, and it lists all the services, the net, the um, cable services and what channels they have and then, you know, what, what you and what you can get from some of the, there are all these like 
Tubo TV and Fuevo TV and all these other services that 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 are what are they called, Brian? They have a they have a term for them. Um, they they set up antenna farms. Anyways, uh, they, yeah, they the local and then they stream it. And and so you can get, but there's not much description on any of those. Sling TV is another one you'll hear about. It's a cheaper way, and some of them have cable channels. It's a very very confusing landscape. But um, the one thing I couldn't find on anything, and I was just devastated, and I almost didn't cut the cord because of it was CNN, and because I really like CNN, and I, I then I discovered I can listen to listen to the audio of the CNN on. Alexa, no, not you. <laughs> Sorry, so, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. The A lady. Um, so, so that I mean, and all you have to do is say play CNN, and and it's the audio of the of the video channel. So I found that really helpful. Okay, thank you, Judy. Thank you, Nona. Thank you. Nikki, all of you guys have really – I said Nikki, I meant Natalie. Boy, what would I do if I didn't have Kim here to correct me on a pretty much continuous basis? I hadn't got there yet. I'm, th- I'm seriously thinking about not thanking Kim. Anyway, for, for being here, I hope this was what uh, you folks in the beautiful state of Kentucky – if you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.